1: Hi, I'm Tal Maneer, executive producer of Regarding Dracula. I'm here today to tell you about another audio drama I think you'd like, the hotel. From grand five-star resorts down to forgotten highway motels, each night a guest checks in under the watchful eye of the manager, her lobby boy, and the owner as they usher in a fantastic and horrifying death for the hotel herself who's always watching her beloved staff in their nightmare work good bad innocent guilty anyone can check in but no one not even the staff checks out the hotel features mark Witten from demon slayer as the lobby boy kelly ninoltowski from genshin impact as the manager and our very own graham Rowett as the owner I love the writing of this audio drama and the slow building horror within the narration. Keep listening to find out what I mean.
3: Barrow found himself in our hotel, checking in late at night, as most of our guests do. He came in out of the rain with a parcel under his arm, a potted plant wrapped in a sheet, him slick and wet appearing like a wet cat drenching the floor of my lobby, his plant looking like a twisted ghost slowly smothering under his arm. He had no luggage, save a short bag with his overnights in them.
0: A business trip. He said. My company had called ahead and booked my room?
3: (laughs) He said. He didn't notice we have no phone. They never notice. I don't know what hotel Mr. Barrow was meant to be sleeping in that night. But if he's found his way into my lobby then I'm sure he belongs with us. I checked him in and had the lobby boy take him to 2.15. He didn't tip. He laid out his wet clothes on the bed, leaving behind a moist imprint of his silhouette. Proof that he was here until it dries, leaving behind only a faint smell, as eventually we all do. He unwrapped his plant and set it on the window's edge, assuming in the morning the sun would shine on it, feeding it, warming it. Assuming the night would fade with sleep and he would see the sun again. He might. He might have if he still had his eyes. But he was hours away from an unrecognizable form. He twists his back until it pops. He cracks his arms out. He's been on the train to town all day, his plant in the seat next to him. Now the plant is on the window ledge, pulling away from the cold glass. Mr. Barrow opens the window so the rain can water it. Thick drops plat onto the sill, the carpet, the table nearby. I heard the pipes sputter and groan. The hotel is very old. Very, very old. If you close a door, the entire floor can hear you. If you take a shower, the entire building will know. Mr. Barrow was taking a shower. I sent the lobby boy up to close his window. When the lobby boy arrived, the floor around the window had a small, dirty pool of water growing wider and wider. The pot the plant stood in was a slurry of mud and rainwater. If I had not sent up the lobby boy, the plant would have drowned. Instead, as Mr. Barrow showered just a few feet away, completely unaware of the goings-on in his room, my lobby boy, faithful and knowing, pushed the plant out of the window and down into the alley. He closed it. He locked it. But he did not clean up the water. That is not his job. Hello? said Mr. Barrow, twisting his neck to try and see around the corner of the open bathroom door. His plant was still falling. It may have already been drowned dead. Mr Barrow leaned out of the bathtub. He could no longer hear the rain. Through the bathroom doorway, he saw my lobby boy. He sees him. Maybe he screamed. Some people do when they see my good boy. But just then, right as Mr. Barrow saw the last thing he would ever see, his plant puciated on the pavement. Whatever the water was doing, it's surely dead now. Mr. Barrow tried to get out of the tub. Tried to find out what was going on in his room. His feet were rooted to the porcelain ground. When he twisted his neck to check his legs, it didn't stop. Round and round, his neck twisted and toughened. His arms spiraled and hardened... If he didn't scream at the lobby boy, he is screaming now. But only for a moment. We worked very quickly at the hotel. In no time at all, in the bathroom, room 2.15, was an impressive, very old tree. In some places, the branches looked a bit like broken hands reaching out for something the bark if you squinted just so looked like a screaming face short mossy hair grew along the knotted top it looked like the tree had been here for a hundred years but really it sprouted up in about the amount of time it takes for a potted plant to fall from the third floor to the ground below Another room occupied. Another guest taken care of. But we have plenty of rooms left. At the hotel.
0: The lobby is small today. Dingy. The elevators are gone. Outside, an old truck pulls up, covered in dust, kicking up more. The guest walks in, quickly. I hold the door and she walks right in. Like she's supposed to be here. Like she expected us. Whatever road she was on was nowhere near the hotel. I know. None of the roads come near us. No train stations or taxis stop here. The guests bring themselves. She doesn't have any bags. There's a guest book on the front desk now. She signs it. She doesn't even look at the manager. She just says as she's writing,
3: I need a room. Just for tonight.
0: The manager tells her tonight's rate and slides the book over. They talk to each other with a confident speed. I'm still holding the door open. I try not to look outside, though. I don't like going outside the hotel. Lucky, though, the guest takes her black plastic keychain with a little brass key and walks past me without another word. I look to my manager. She lets me know I don't have to take the guests to her room. I close the door behind me and lock it. Behind the front desk are four little TVs with black and white security footage running. I watch the manager. The guest goes straight to her room. Number four. The view changes. Inside her room, she drops her jacket on the floor and takes off her shoes. She goes to the bathroom, but I don't watch that part. I don't know if my manager does, but I don't. I look at the dying potted plants in the corner. The guest comes out and goes to bed. She keeps her clothes on. It makes my skin crawl. Together, we watch her sleep for hours in silence. Outside, much later, I sense someone walking past the lobby doors. The manager doesn't look up from the TV, so neither do I. But I can feel him. I can hear him walking. Light steps and hard shoes. He walks past us and on the little TV, I can see him checking the rooms. Number one is locked. Number two is locked. Number three is locked. He stops at number four. Her room. He waits outside. I don't know how long. Eventually He looks up into the security camera. He's looking at us. The manager nods and the man opens the door. I don't know if the guest locked it or not. Maybe the manager unlocked it for him. Maybe he's strong enough to break a doorknob and lock with one hand. It doesn't wake the guest up. He watches her sleep like we watched her sleep. She must sense him too, like I sensed him outside. She wakes up, screaming. She kicks him and gets past him. We watch on the broken little TV. She runs down the planks back to the lobby and tries to get back in. It's still locked, though. And this lock stays locked. She screams at us. There's someone in my room! We don't look up from the TV. We can see her much better from here. She bangs on the door and on the TV we watch the man walk out of her room and follow her to the lobby. She's still trying the door. Why wouldn't she? Inside the lobby are people, she thinks. Hope, she thinks. All we have to do is open the door and let her in and maybe she'll live. The man gets closer, and she has to run. She runs past the lobby and now we can't see her anymore. Not even on the TV. We don't need it anymore, though. We can hear her screaming outside. Not for long, though. Not for very long. And the screaming stops. We hear his footsteps again. Light steps and hard shoes. He's coming back to the lobby. I don't know why. The manager turns off the TV and his footsteps stop.
2: Stepping out of the darkness, there's always a moment, just a moment, where I have to wait for the hotel to find its shape. Even I never know what shape it'll take. But once it settles into itself, I always recognize it. It's a part of me, I think. It's my responsibility anyway. I have to make sure everything is operating smoothly. Make sure my employees are doing their jobs. Make sure the guests are all taken care of. We're expecting a lot of growth this upcoming quarter and we can lag behind. Even I have to answer to someone. Ah. Tonight, the hotel is large and lavish. The doors to the lobby are twice as tall as I am, and the wraparound porch is lit with gas lanterns. I'm not easily impressed, and this form doesn't move me. That's not what I came to monitor. Not this time. Tonight, I'm checking up on the manager.
3: Good evening, sir. This is unexpected. I wasn't anticipating you until much later.
2: She goes on and on. I recognize her. I think we've met before. I wouldn't have hired her, but I don't get to choose what form the staff takes either. She takes too much time with the guests. Patience is a skill I left behind long ago. The task is endless, and we're not rewarded for artfulness. We're not rewarded at all. I have many managers to deal with. I tell her so. She slides the guest book across the counter to me. Tonight, it's just as ornate as the hotel thick and leather bound, heavy gold leaf pages. Only one name. Tonight's guest has already checked in.
3: Room 4275, sir.
2: I gesture towards the door behind the counter. I don't have to ask to use the office, but courtesy keeps the staff on their toes. She nods and opens the door for me. I step through without a word, and the hotel falls away. I'm back in the void. There's the guest. Room 4275 is slowly filling with sand. The guest seems very upset by this. Maybe he's just confused. It's hard to tell. I make a mental note for my report. This is the kind of flourish we don't need at the hotel. A clean kill. Some basic torture. That's all that's needed. It makes the same point sends the same message. I assume this manager likes to play these games to help her pass the time. But that's not why she's here. Hmm. The guest is up on his bed now. The sand is sprouting cacti. Razor-sharp cacti that covers the floor and creeps up the walls. You can see now he's not just confused, but terrified. Just a few succulents and sand, and his heart rate is dangerously high. I'm watching him so closely, it's not until he begins to scream that I notice the spiders. Flushing out and over the cacti, speeding up the bed toward him. His only respite is to throw himself at the wall, trying to climb the desert plants. He must know they will climb after him. But still, he scrambles. He does the best he can, until he's bled too much, and his hands go slick, and he falls onto the bed, onto the spiders. They consume him. Quickly, but probably not as quickly as he would have liked. I watch until he's gone, and all that's left is blood and sand. I have to admit to myself. The manager's methods may have some merit. This was a wholly effective staging. I'd planned to prepare a room for her myself and assign a new manager. But for now, I may have been wrong. Or at least hasty. I don't need to tell her this, though. I don't even bother leaving through the lobby. I shift myself out to the void. I have other works to tend to before I come back. I still need to audit her lobby boy.
0: The hotel was created and produced by Veronica California and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Nineltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Pacorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum Drake. Produced by Pacific Obadiah.
2: Our faith is our shield. If Altman was divinely inspired, why did he have to
0: die? Our sword. Back off! Stay back! And our guide. There are those who will infiltrate.
1: I want you to go
2: undercover. And corrupt us.
3: When do I start?
2: It will make
3: us whole. Clean incision. I'll clean up the bleeding. This may be the worst idea I've ever had dead space deep cover is available now new episodes every other week you can find dead space deep cover on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts learn more at bloody.fm